When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Most make predictions and then never admit they're wrong. Yeah, that's not Mackie and Judd. This is the place where we just totally own our horrible predictions. Write this down. And eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Write that down. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Yeah, welcome in. The most innovative segment in all of sports media. The only show in America that actually keeps track of our predictions with statistics. Puts our reputations on the line from week to week. And this is the final week of the Purple Daily Write That Down season. We run it through the Super Bowl. The accountability session takes place on Wednesday of next week. A week from today is the final accountability session of the season. And going into this week, Judd and Declan are tied exactly down to the tenth of a percentage in completion percentage. I'm only 3% back as well. So if you guys don't watch out, if you slip up, at yep. all. Old yep. Mackadak might take both the, the completion percentage and the touchdown title here. Uh, the show is presented by our friends over at TCL, now an official partner of the NFL and one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL and learn more at TCL.com. And Judd, tell the audience about your friends at Finch Home Solutions and how they can help Purple Daily listeners. I absolutely will, and uh, guess what? So firsthand experience is the the most important thing. And as you know what, PD, our listeners know, Judd can be skeptical about things. Judd can be skeptical, and Judd doesn't allow a lot of people into his house. But guess what? He allowed Finch in, and Finch does a great job with electrical needs in your home. And these are not things to be, like, DIY'd. These are not things to do yourself. These are things that take experts. Finch came to my home, um, installed a couple of outlets. They fixed lights in my basement that flat out did not work. And guess what? They did a great job. They were upfront with with me because I know nothing about this stuff. Uh, And Cody and his team can do the exact same for you. In fact, Finch has same day and emergency services available to help you at any hour. It's fantastic. They're also right now offering a free home safety inspection to all our listeners. Be sure to tell them that you heard about Finch on Score North because there are also special deals for you. FinchHomeSolutions.com, FinchHomeSolutions.com, or you can call them, 612-357-2604, 612-357-2604. Sports Dad trusts them, and so can you. FinchHomeSolutions.com for jobs big or small. There he is. All right. Uh, let's get into this here, gentlemen. Let's get into the accountability session, but here's how it works. If you're new to the show or you're wondering, um, 
what we do every Wednesday here. It's three Vikings or football or show-related predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of completion percentage and touchdowns. And listeners, if you want to be like our chief meme officer, Jason, and participate as a guest listener predictor, you can send us a message through the Score North app. So every prediction that comes off the board between now and next Wednesday counts for the 2022 season. So this is your last week to get predictions in if you want them to come off the board. Or maybe you guys are going to play the uh, the game of chicken. and say, oh, That's gonna, not me. Maybe I'm going to bail into next year and let Judd slip up. We'll no. see. You're going for the jugular. Yeah, going for the, going, for the, going for the kill shot. Kill shot. Let's start with the accountability session because this could alter things. Mm. Uh, Judd, you said Ejiro Evera will interview for the Vikings defensive coordinator position in February, which kind of felt like a layup prediction. It did, and that didn't happen because the karma gods. Karma. Yep. didn't even interview. They, they requested, and he said, I'm going to Carolina. Yep. You said a long time ago Dan Quinn would be a head coach in the next NFL season. He said he's going back to Dallas to be the highly paid defensive coordinator. Absolutely And right. potentially midseason replacement for when Mike McCarthy gets fired. Yeah, he's going to call plays. Mike McCarthy, what a Mike. You're setting yourself up to fail, dude. All right, I said Ejiro oh, Avera oh. would be the next Vikings defensive coordinator. They wanted him, but they didn't get him. I said Mike Pettin will be named the, the next defensive coordinator by March 1st. Wrong. Listeners had nothing come off the board. All right. Declan with a nice week here. Very interesting. Declan, you said... Derek Carr will have the longest drive in the Pro Bowl skills competition. He actually, I think, had the highest score in the uh, accuracy. The game where you throw football. Yeah, the yeah. accuracy thing. But he did not do the, the longest drive thing. You said Justin Jefferson will win an event at the Pro Bowl games. Justin Jefferson was part of one of the flag football team wins in the Pro Bowl games. And you said Brian Flores will be the Vikings defensive coordinator. So... Nice With week. that, Declan has a one percentage point Woo-hoo! lead over Judd, thirty six point three percent to Judd's thirty five point three percent. I'm at thirty three point one percent, still enough Not to gonna... put some pressure on you guys. Yep, listeners down at twenty percent on the touchdown side of things. Old Macadac chunking the ball down the field with nineteen touchdowns this year. Declan with fifteen. Judd and the listeners tied with. 11. Mm. The drama as we go down the stretch. Let's get him in here. Our chief meme officer, Jason, uh, making another appearance on the show. So we're going to do, because you've got uh, you got a secret mission that you're on right now. So we're going to fly through your three predictions yeah. right off the bat here. Um, do you have any opening words for us, or would you like to just get into your predictions, Jason? Uh, you know what? I, I'm not sure what else to talk about at this point other than draft so because <laughs> you guys have pretty much covered everything else judd stole judd has taken a few of my predictions that i wanted to do months ago but it's all right me, well, it, well, before you make a prediction are you are you does brian flores get you more excited uh, about what's ahead here in the next 10 12 months you know what guys i'm gonna be honest i'm kind of mixed on the whole brian flores thing i think he's a great uh, defensive line do a lot of good things for the team but this hire makes me think that you're going to try and run it back again and i just don't want to see that again yeah well they'll have to make some moves because because of cap but well yeah it, i don't know if, if he keeps those two linebackers then i am gonna absolutely flip my lid but but you know i'm glad we got him i think he'll like i said i think he'll do great things for but i just yeah. 
want the Wolves to be like, oh, we got another shot at a Super Bowl. Let's go all in again, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, Jason, what, why don't you fire off all three of your predictions here? Write it down. You like writing things down. Write as fast down. as Declan can write them, and then the three of us will go around the room and do our thing. So the floor is yours. You're under center, Jason. Got it. All right. Uh, for my first one, the draft prediction. Uh, oh, we're, lo- we're losing Uh-oh. Jason here. We're losing Jason. You're breaking up. Can you hear me? Yes. There we go. Okay, yes. Okay. All right. Crisis averted. All right. First prediction, uh, the Vikings will trade out of the first round of the draft. Oh, so they won't make a first-round pick. No. I think they're going to they're gonna pull a Rick Spielman, and they're going to try and get too cute and grab more picks. So That's a touchdown if it happens, for yeah. sure, I think. Yeah, okay. Write this down. Uh, second one, I'm trying to will this one into the universe, but write this down. The Vikings will draft John Michael Schmitz. Mm. Mr. Golden Gopher himself. Yeah, Lance Zierlein. We did a bonus episode of Purple Daily today, and Lance Zierlein had him going, I think, 20th to the Seahawks in the wow. first round. So he's he's definitely generating some attention. He's going to be at the at the combine, so Write this down. stock rising for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I hope we can get him because I, I, I like what I've seen from him so far. But all right, final prediction, and this one's a deep shot. And it's probably not going to happen, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. Kirk Cousins will be traded before the trade deadline next season. Wow. Wow. Look at this. Jason coming in hot here. In season, you think? Like, are you saying he's going to start the season off the record? Here's, I think he will start the season for the Vikings, but I don't think the Vikings are going to be racking up 13 wins like they did, you know, last season. I think. Knowing the 49ers' luck, I think something's going to happen to one of their quarterbacks again, and Shanahan's going to be like, oh, crap, get me my guy. Get me Kirk Cousins wow. to come here. Interesting. So for that to happen in <laughs> – like, I could see this happening, you know, in the next couple months, but yeah. for that to happen, the Vikings would almost certainly have to have drafted a replacement for Cousins that they like or trade for a young quarterback or something. Cousins gets off to kind of a weird start, or maybe the team's off to a bad start. It's the final yeah. year of his contract, and they say, "All right, let's." Hey, we're two and five. The Niners uh, just lost, you know, Trey Lance again or something. Yeah. But, or maybe Trey Lance isn't living up to expectations, and Shanahan yeah. like, you know what? We're in our Super Bowl window. We need Kirk Jerome Cousins. I love when reckless speculation meets right that down, down. which is right. what uh, Jason has done here. So. Awesome. So that was, did we just make three? Was that all three right there? Yes. Beautiful. All right. Well, since you have this platform here, uh, again, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this pinnacle moment? Oh, man. Well, last time I was on, I thanked my dad and my family and my friends and my wife. So I guess, I guess, I guess I just want to thank the Vikings for continuing to find new ways to keep my blood pressure up. So thank you, (laughs) Vikings organization. You're, it's the most abusive of the relationship I've ever been in. They keep breaking my heart, but I keep coming back for more. So, <laughs> Amen. There he is. All right. He's our chief meme officer of the Purple Daily Leadership Cabinet. Jason, we'll talk again soon, man. Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. Good stuff. What is the percent chance we see a report of some kind that the Vikings have had trade conversations or have approached Kirk about? Because they're gonna, they'll do the extension dance. Yeah, and yeah. Then if Kirk that... says, uh, ah, right, 
I need something forty million dollars or north or something. You know? When we see a report first that the extension dance didn't go well, and then that would yeah. be followed by a report of the Vikings have like are inquiring about the the viability of Kirk Cousins waiving his no trade. Yeah. I I also think if I'm not mistaken, at the owners' meetings in March, I want to say they're going to talk again about pushing the deadline even further back, the in season trade deadline. Because it's it's worked out well. Because now yeah. it's fun, so I think they're talking about it going back a couple more weeks, possibly. So that does create a viability of more in season trades. Some December desperation, maybe uh-huh. if they can keep pushing it back. All right, so uh, the three of us can then go around here. We'll start with Judd. What is your first prediction? Okay, I am going to keep this with the big game, which comes up on Sunday between Kansas City and Philadelphia's National Football League teams. This big game, you can write this down. The Chiefs will beat the Eagles on Sunday, and Patrick Mahomes will be the MVP. Ooh, so, so I tried to get the script. They wouldn't give it to me. Uh, but I think the Chiefs do win the game, and I think Patrick Mahomes is MVP. Is that combination, it's a parlay, Dex. I mean, is that a, it's a kind of a 50-50 game, right? If the Chiefs win, but, it's yeah. like 80% Patrick it's Mahomes. Guys, yeah. I don't probably not that. a home run. I'm fine with yeah, that. You'd have to add, I I'm think, like a little third layer, because if the Chiefs no. win, he's going to 95% nope. chance he's going to yep. be the MVP. And I'm not trying for that, so yes, I am trying for the points, not the okay. not the touchdown. All right. okay. Write this down. Okay. There's no pride here. There's no pride involved. All right, uh, I nailed this last year, and damn it, I want to nail it again. The Gatorade bath of the winning team will be the color orange. The Gatorade bath of the winning team in the big game will be the color orange. What are the odds right now? Do you have them in front of you? I like do. what colors are, is orange the favorite? Is... Yes, orange is the favorite. It's a plus two fit. Well, no, it is not actually. It depends what you want to look at, actually. FanDuel has it as the second at plus 250 being orange. The favorite per FanDuel is yellow or green at plus 150. Okay. <laughs> How about blue? Could we get blue some blue last Gatorade? Year. It was blue here, last I'll douse year. myself with my Gatorade right mm-hmm. now. You know what I would actually recommend? I would recommend uh, the green, Athletic Greens, uh-huh. AG1, uh-huh. that is. Yeah. That's what they should be doing, okay? They should just be Alfred. dousing. I mean, I don't want to make fun of Andy Reid, you know, because I don't want to throw stones in the glass house. But maybe Andy Reid could use uh, a little AG1 from Athletic Greens. So, wow. you know, if you're looking for an amazing sort of one-stop shop, cover your you-know-what, in terms of nutrients in the morning, AG1, and, and I've been an Athletic Greens user now for, I want to say, six years, 75 high-quality ingredients and nutrients, important nutrients with one scoop mixed in your water in the morning. Or if you want to maybe, maybe you want to do it like early afternoon or something, um, if you tend to slow down around 2 or 3 o'clock, which is, you know, that's sometimes me. Old Macadac might need a nap sometimes. Uh, if he if he forgets to take his athletic greens, but brain fog has been a problem for me in my life. Athletic greens has helped greatly with that. Energy levels heightened, so you don't run into that wall at two or three o'clock in the afternoon as often. Helps with my gut health, supports my immune system. This is a huge game changer. I've already had a handful uh, in the last couple of days of Purple Daily listeners reach out with their experiences about Athletic Greens AG One. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs 
with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash purple daily. Athleticgreens.com slash purple daily. And also, before we get into more predictions, too, speaking of uh, nutrients, Nutrisource is the official dog food of Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. Maya Mackie, she's done a much better job. So they we're going through this transition where we're moving and packing and everything, but the one thing that has stayed consistent, well, two things. One, her poops because of Nutrisource and her feeding regimen. Um, it's just an amazing, amazing set of food and treats for uh, your dog to keep them healthy, Judd. Stella is the exact same way, and here's the, the best part. She's like 12 now, so, you know, slowing down a little bit. She's DHing now more th- than playing the outfield. <laughs> but you know what? She stayed young and spry because of, of n- not, just, um, not just the food, but also the treats as well. The training rewards treats are fantastic. And as Phil said, you know, your dog's health is is so important, and we we – value our dogs as members of our family and we only want to give them the best and with stella right now as maya endorsing uh, nutrisource great call right by now. maya yeah. um as maya just said <laughs> arf nutrisource is the way to a happy dog nutrisourcepetfoods.com nutrisourcepetfoods.com okay my first prediction here boys mysteriously i don't or maybe it's not maybe it's not a mystery but I feel like we haven't we haven't seen a Todd McShay mock yet. He was at the Senior Bowl. I'm pretty sure I heard him on commentary one of the days. We had a Kuiper 1.0. Yep. We've had uh, Matt Miller 1.0. So write this down. Sometime before the end of the 2022, write that down season. So in the next week, before next Wednesday, we will finally get a Todd McShay mock of some kind. A Todd McShay mock draft will hit the presses between now and next Wednesdays, write that down. If I was an editor for ESPN.com, I would say, coming out of the Super Bowl, people have maybe some football hangover doldrums, I would hit them with it like Monday or Tuesday morning. Hey, fear not. Here's the McShay mock. That's what I would do. But uh, they can handle it however they want. I have only one question. Are there trades in that mock? I hope there are. I don't don't know. I don't know if he does trades. I don't think he likes to do trades. Yeah. But it's so obvious that the first pick is – as tradable as we've ever seen. These guys, they got to be realistic about this. Todd's a traditional mocker. Mel used to be. I feel like Mel has actually evolved because the business has He's changed. a little more wild now. Well, but the traditional mockers, you know, they rub me the wrong way sometimes. All right, write this down. Justin Jefferson will be on the cover of the next Madden game. Don't Justin, you already do you have, have this one? Prediction? Do I? I feel like, well, it's been made. I I it's definitely been made I, by some listeners. I feel like you have, though, too. I, I thought I did this more than a year ago. Hold on a second here. I'll I'll search it out. I thought I looked here, it up, but I might again. I might have goofed it up. Okay. Um, listeners have made it for sure. Oh, in November I did. Yep. I missed this. I missed this. Another listener made it. And All right. Then, uh, All right. You know what? No, I've yeah, got it. There it is. Yeah. In Justin Jefferson will be a top rated. Oh, you I, said top rated wide receiver. There he is. He'll yep. be on the cover of the next Madden yep. game. Yeah. Okay. All Senile right. Judd here forgetting yep. that he made hey, you know. Prediction. Well, perhaps I need your uh, perhaps I need one, your supplements. Yeah, brain AG1. fog settling in. Brain fog is yeah, exactly right. At fifty three, brain fog's become a problem. AG one will take care of that. Uh, all right, I will pivot to this one then. The Vikings will be in the top ten in scoring defense next season. So with Brian Flores, Ooh. they they will finish. Now I think they're going to finish around ten, just, just or just outside of it. 
Uh, but I do think that they will rise to – they'll probably still give up yards because I don't know that that can be fixed, but I think that there are ways to fix the amount of points. Um, and so the Vikings – and ultimately that's the most important thing. The Vikings will be top 10 in scoring defense next season. Okay. Boy, kicking a prediction into next year too. Interesting – well, strategy. it's a Brian Flores. It's a Brian. Fl- yeah. Well, you know what? I'm 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 banking on on Dex coming back to me with mm. my one prediction. Got it. So I'm and not going to like his have failed Gatorade prediction. I'm not going to have Dex yeah. fail, and then I like was like I've been doing a bunch of Super Bowl predictions. That's what I'm doing. And then I fail, and I and I accidentally allow him to win. So. Yeah, I'm done. My last two will both be okay. 2023. Well, you can you can so play you can play your shell defense. I'm going out swinging. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna. No, I know you are. Right. I know you are, <laughs> and I'm and I'm anticipating your failure will allow me okay. to win. All right, another. And su- if you win, awesome. Okay, fair and square. All right, Dex, you're up next. All right, another Super Bowl prediction. I'll say this: uh, Travis Kelsey catches the first passing touchdown from Patrick Mahomes. Okay. So Travis Kelsey will catch the first passing touchdown from Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Write it down. Write this down. All right, write her down. Write it down. Write that down. I'm just going to be. I'm going to go simple on this one. Judd kind of went parlay. I'm just going to simply tell you the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. Okay. The Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. Write, that down. write this down. All right, back over to Judd. Third and one. Yes. Yes. And now that I have lost my Justin Jefferson prediction i must do one on the fly so oh i will God. Oh. so i will i must audible there's, there's no what am i going here. what am i no going preparation to do? For, how am i no going to approach this what am i what am i to do i don't know <laughs> write this down i don't think i've predicted the, this one before <laughs> so i might need the ag one again just well, let me get send the control, some here the control get the control all right all right dalvin cook will be a member of the Buffalo Bills next season. Oh. Have you made that prediction? I've no. talked about it. Okay. I don't think no. I ever made it. The two teams that make the most it. sense are both in that division. The Dolphins need Miami. a running back, and they're good, and the Bills need a running back, and they're good. Okay. Both mm-hmm. teams need solutions at running back. Mm-hmm. So get on the phone. Give Dalvin a, a fun AFC destination yep. that he can... And give me some AG1 so that my old man <laughs> syndrome down, goes like away. Write this down. All right, Dex, what's your final prediction? All right, final one for me. The Chiefs beat the Eagles by at least seven points in the Super Bowl. So Chiefs beat the Eagles by at least seven points in the Super Bowl. Write it down. What is the current spread on this game? Probably three. Uh, I don't know. Could be two and a half, maybe. Yeah, it could be two and a half. It's closer than that. One and a half? Is this is right? One and a half. Uh, yeah, neutral site. These teams are very. That's darn near a touchdown, to be honest with you. I think it is. Uh, one and a half. Um, one and a half. I don't care. So, and I'm the, just saying, if you were to say, like, the Eagles are one, is... the Eagles are one and a half point favorites. Ooh-wee. Aren't they? We'll give you a touchdown. Okay. You want to take? You're basically put it. You're basically tacking eight points on to the. Yeah. Is it that unlikely? Because it's the Chiefs, I don't know. But if you want, we'll give you a we'll give you a parting uh, a parting gift. Touchdown. It flies in the face of the spread. Yeah, like okay. he's bucking the spread. <laughs> he's telling the spread, "You get out of here, spread." Write this down. All right. Write this down. Derek Carr will be traded 
So I'm, I'm going to try and I'm not going to, this isn't just going to be a sham. Cause I think, isn't the 16th, the date that he has to be traded by for, to avoid the roster bonus. Something like that. I'm pretty sure. And that's in uh, eight days from now. So I'm going to, he's probably going to be traded before then. So I'll give you this. Derek Carr will be traded. There will be reports anyways of a Derek Carr trade sometime after the Super Bowl, but before our accountability session on a Wednesday of next week. So I think they're gonna I think they're gonna respect the Super Bowl lead up, but I think they're gonna get it done in advance of uh, the roster bonus. So I'm gonna give you a window of basically like Sunday night into Wednesday morning. Sometime oh, in there, Derek Carr will be there will be reports of a Derek Carr trade. Uh Carry by February fifteenth, thirty two point nine guaranteed, and also okay. his twenty twenty four base of seven point five is guaranteed. So the Raiders are like, okay, let's uh, off the record. Let's, let's uh, pack a little faster here, guy. And Derek's Where like, oh man. Uh, well, I've already predicted Jets in a parlay, but the Saints coming in. It's funny. The Saints always have just a horrific cap situation, and then just kick cans down the road and figure it out. So it looks like they're they're interested in doing that with Derek Carr. Um, the Jets make a ton of sense. Just get a just get a professional quarterback in there that can distribute the ball if and when Rodgers gets traded he's either going to the Jets or the Raiders right he's so conniving he made that Raiders comment in an interview at the uh Pebble Beach Pro-Am last week you know uh we got a kind of a running uh running inside bet on which fans of which teams make the most noise to try and get me to play for them it's like bro you're under contract with the Packers he's not at a good age to go play his home games in the cold yeah, he I started to look that. a little bit like Brett Favre toward yeah. the end, or it's like oh, I don't this think was the fun Jets, for a while, but like that's a miserable place to play. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see how this. I think the carousel starts to rotate early next week because of the Derek Carr situation. So there it is. All right. Write this down. Those are the final predictions of the 2022 season. Anything that comes off the board before next Wednesday, or by the yeah. time we record on next Wednesday, wish me, wish me luck, count. folks. Wish me luck. Sports dad needs luck. Wish me luck. Uh, can let before we let's we have time left on this episode here. So I want to ask you guys, and we've seen it even in our own like just we see like the podcast listening numbers and and YouTube and stuff. The amount of excitement over Brian Flores, not really shockingly, because you're you're going from one of the most just kind of uh, I don't know if, if incompetent is the word because Ed Donatel found thirty years of. NFL paychecks as a coach. So I don't want to disrespect him by saying incompetent, but uh, maybe antiquated and outdated. The game had sort of passed Ed Donatel by. So I get anything replacing him was going to be an upgrade in the eyes of most fans. But have you ever seen this much excitement over a Vikings coordinator hire before? So I actually was th- thinking the same thing yesterday, and so I, I went back and looked at the history of uh, both the offensive and defensive coordinators, which is in- interesting because it goes back to 1968 for offense when Jer- when Bud Grant brought Jerry Burns on, okay? Mm-hmm. It actually goes back to 1967 with, I believe his name was Bob, Bob Holloway was the first coordinator in Vikings history on the defensive side of the ball. But in going through the subsequent coordinators, my answer is I think there is maybe three guys, but I don't think there's ever been excitement like this for a defensive guy unless you consider 
and th- and this was not a guy who, who was like established as a big time coach at the time. But when Danny Green hired Dungy to coordinate the offense, I think in ninety or the defense in ninety two, that brought excitement because he, he had been a Gopher player and he had been a former um, former defensive back with Pittsburgh. But I don't think it had the excitement of the defense is going to be great. It's just like oh cool, Dungy's back home. Yeah. Uh, so. I think Brian Flores takes the cake as far as excitement about what he's going to bring from the defensive side. Now, Zimmer did bring a ton of excitement, but of course, that's a head coach. Different story. Offensively, I've got three guys that I think caused either excitement or at least a lot of buzz, okay? Norv Turner, brought in by Zimmer in 2014, which I think is the closest parallel here. In in fact, I think it's a direct parallel in Zimmer got the job. And was a defensive first guy. And then, Phil, if you go back to the shows that we did around that time, we both praised Mike. Hey, he's bringing in a longtime coordinator, a former head coach, yeah. like a guy yeah. who could who could be a threat, but he's not threatened. Um, and at that time, I, I think that we had a lot of the same conversation, conversations, which is good for this guy. He knows what he does not know at the time. Now, of course, after 2014, Zim spent time with his good friend Hugh Jackson to learn about offense, and it went sideways <laughs> from there. And that was a terrible mistake. That's the guy that I would definitely um, consult for, for help. The, ne- the next one, I think, that caused a lot of talk, I don't know if it was excitement, but I think it was, was when Pat Shermer left after that 2017 season to take the Giants job. And now he had a great year, but there was no buzz in the transition to him, John DiFilippo coming yeah. from Philadelphia. We're all like, yeah. oh, my God, yeah. you yes. just put up a 40-something burger on the Vikings on Zim's defense. You must be a great coordinator because you are a good coach. Uh, that, of course, blew up. But I would argue that that caused a lot of excitement and talk. Gary Kubiak replaced Stefanski, but he was on the staff. And I think we were curious about that. But i got to be honest, and it, it's not that long ago. I don't remember a ton of buzz. So I would say as far as the buzz factory, oh, the buzz factory, as far as that goes, I got three names for you. Flores, Norv Turner, DiFilippo. Yeah. You know, it's funny you bring up DiFilippo. I, I had, he, he's, he's such a sort of stain on the, the Kirk Cousins era and the Mike Zimmer era because it just didn't work out and he got fired halfway through his first season. But the idea of plucking one of the masterminds that helped elevate Nick Foles to be yeah. a guy that you would build a statue of outside of <laughs> you know the Eagle Stadiums, like wow, who worked with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz to to bring all of this out of them? And the real answer was, well, it was Doug Peterson and Frank Reich primarily, and John DeFilippo was in the room. Classic hire by association, which is kind of what they did with Ed Donatel too. So I had. I had forgotten that people were genuinely, and us too, doing our radio show at the time, genuinely excited about John Filippo. Yes. But this one to me is, is the first one that I recall as an actual coordinator position to move the needle defensively. Like I was yeah. go- going through them. And, and as I said, besides the fact that Dungy was loved here and came home, um, that wasn't like, a, oh my God, he's going to set the world on fire. This is the first time that I recall uh, that you've had a, a coordinator hired defensively who is seen as a potential genius. Now, the one that we didn't talk about because we didn't know, and he, he was clearly damn good, was Mike Tomlin. 
Yeah. But but he had been a defensive backs coach with Tampa Bay. He was super young. He was like probably 30 at the time or so. And and John Gruden actually hadn't previously let him out of his contract. His contract finally expired. And because he ran the Tampa 2, the Wilfs were like, this guy would, would be a perfect fit. Because if you recall coming out of the previous season, the Bears, who ran the Tampa 2, had just gone to the Super Bowl. Uh, so Tomlin turned out to be a great hire, but zero buzz there. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I, you know, I think with Flores, too, it's, you're just, you're looking for someone with an actual track record of of dominance, right? When they when they brought in Donatello and Mike Pettin, the best thing we could say about those guys, and we, you know, you keep a positive attitude until someone, my philosophy is is generally, all right, I'm not going to savage them before they get a chance to actually coach. All right, there's a vision here. Let's see how it plays out. And then once it goes sideways, all right, now you deserve to be criticized. But the best thing you could say about Donatel and even Mike Patton, like for Mike Patton, it was, hey, those Jets defenses were really good like 10 years ago. But Rex Ryan was the head coach. And so how much was Mike Patton really to do with it, right? And Ed Donatel, it was like, okay, well, he's been in the league for 30 years. And uh, he knows Vic Fangio. And he's been a coordinator before. So he's got experience. Those are sort of the best things you could say about about Ed Donatel. With Flores, it's a totally different ballgame. The guy has head coaching experience. He took, I was just looking this up too, uh, in addition to all of the the work that he did, granted under Bill Belichick, but he deserved a lot of credit for what was happening with those Patriots defenses. And I think you saw the work translate to the Miami defenses. He took over Miami in 2019. It took him a year. That defense, his first year in Miami as head coach, was the worst defense in the NFL. It was the 32nd ranked scoring defense. Yep. But they went from 32nd to 6th between his first and second year as a head coach, but also, let's face it, very hands-on with that defense. Here were the ages in that first season with Miami. Here are the ages of the 13 defensive players that started the most games for the Dolphins. Again, this was the collection that that had the 32nd-ranked defense, but most of these guys, they added like Kyle Van Noy in the second year, um, they made another addition or two, but it was like this was kind of the core age groupings. 25, 23, 27 years old, 24, 26, 24, 26, 23, 27, 25, 25, 26, 25, 24. All of them were young. And so I think just his his pedigree, what what people say about him as a defensive mastermind, and then taking a collection of you know 12 13 dudes that were basically all 25 years old and younger developing them getting the most out of them putting them into a system that was aggressive right and then adding a veteran like a Van Noy here and there and the Vikings had the benefit of ha- already having like I don't know if they have the Xavier Howard that the Dolphins had for that yeah. transition a couple of years ago yeah. but they got a Daniel Hunter unless they trade him or something they've got a Harrison Smith who still has gas left in the tank so um I think the excitement is very much warranted, and I don't know. Like, yeah, you're right. There's a couple examples that got people fired up, but um, this is it's an exciting time if you're interested in the Vikings defense being competent going forward. Judd, I imagine this was probably in the same vein as Tomlin, but what was the was there any buzz when they hired Brian Billick from from uh, Stanford? No, no, zero. In, in fact, he came in as a tight ends coach, so. 
Danny's genius was when he got, got the job, he hired a guy by the name of Jack Burns from Washington, who I think had been a position coach. And then very, very smart. What Denny did was, well, he, he and Burns didn't see eye, eye to eye, but what he did was Burns brought in the Joe Gibbs offense and Denny came from the Bill Walsh tree. And so Green put them together and like took the best of what Burns knew and combined that with what Walsh did, fired Burns, and then Billick got promoted from tight ends coach. But Billick had been a, a guy whose career started, I think, as an assistant PR guy in San Francisco. Yeah. That's crazy. So like he, there, there was no buzz there at all. Uh, But yeah, green was for a guy, man, he, he was really smart. Like, like for a guy who knew and, and certainly had an ego when it came to play calling and offense to bring in a guy from a different system and like pick his brain and take things and then put that with your system is really damn smart. But yeah, Zero buzz there. Um, when Jack Burns got hired, I think that there was a curiosity, but just as far as excitement. And the one thing I think that's important to point out with Flores as well, and this is where, more importantly than us, the Vikings and O'Connell were wrong about Ed. We all thought, okay, Ed just spent some time under what is considered to be a defensive guru, yeah. Fangio, a defensive genius. And so he's going to do now what Vic did. So, because, you know, Ed ran in his two or three years as the Packers DC a four three. So like he didn't run a three four, but we all thought he's going to install the Fangio principles. And instead he sort of did it tepidly. Like we didn't get nobody got what they were sold on. Nobody got like like Ed said, you know, I'm gonna deliver this and I'm gonna deliver that. And he turned out to sort of be a shyster. He didn't yeah. give us that. <laughs> um Brian Flores is going to Brian Flores is not going to change his philosophy now, because as he proved with the Dolphins, it's his philosophy. Yep. It's not like, well, I learned from, from Belichick, but then when I went to the Dolphins, I backed off. So I think where there's far more guarantee here is it might fail, it might not, but Brian Flores, what you see like on on the tutorials about what he does, that ain't going to change. He's going to and try to install those principles. On Donatel, I sort of feel in retrospect, like from the Vikings on down, we were all sold a bill of goods. Yeah, I think um, we talked about this on yesterday's show a little bit, that it is to to give Quasi and KOC a little grace. The process happened pretty late. They didn't get their mm-hmm. head coach really in the building until after, like it's kind of mid-February by the time they actually got KOC in the building because he was in the middle of a Super Bowl run. Yep. And you feel like, okay, you got, you got to hire a, a full staff, get a plan together for – the combine for free agency for everything. And if you would have given, I think, you know, let's, and you don't get this time, but if you would have said, Hey, you have three months to back channel and then do official yeah. interviews for a defensive coordinator. I agree. I don't think they would have landed on Ed Donatel, but Ed Donatel was a really easy hire to make because your timeline was short and he had 30 years of coaching experience. And I, I think, the, I think the one place, cause I agree with what you just said. I think the one place I don't give them a, a lot of grace is in the midst of a 13-win season in which it's very clear that this defense is not good. I I would have I would have made a change. And just look, it's not that Petten w- would have stepped in and been great, but clearly whatever Donatel was selling didn't work. And and I mean go back to his quotes, you know, October, Daniel Hunter is learning. Okay, that's cool. November or December. It's going to take a year. 
what are you yeah. talking about? And, and, you know, before the playoff game, I feel the players are really stepping up. Like he's just, it was just BS. And so where I don't give them grace is I do think in retrospect, when you realize that you're in the midst of this like special year, I don't think that you can just say, okay, too bad. This guy is clearly not good. Yeah. I probably make a change there at some point in, I don't know, you know, after like 12 games or something. Like yep. Yeah. I, I agree with that. It was so obviously just not working and they just had some embarrassing performances, but um, I guess the the biggest question is if they had made a move around like week 11 or 12 or something and Mike Patton steps in, that defense wasn't just going to flip a switch and be lights out, but would it have, would it have been good enough? Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Maybe you still win the exact same number of games. Maybe you win a 14th game. Would it have been good enough to beat the Giants? Correct. Get to the divisional round and then see what happens. Right? And it's, that would have been the question. And it's really, really, really small things. But, but like, if Mike Pettin steps in and, and if O'Connell becomes, at that point, more engaged, right, does Asamoa play some more? Mm-hmm. Like, it's small things. But it's Ed literally sat there at his desk and pounded his head against it stubbornly. Like, there's no question about from snap counts. Like, when you look, when you look, he, that Detroit game was a mess. It was a disaster. They got beat deep. They're not supposed to get beat deep. And O'Connell basically came as close as he did all season to calling anybody out. And what we got, essentially, from Donatel was a one-game adjustment. Yeah. Yep. Well, what's done is done. And Brian Flores is in the building now. And uh, the defense should, in theory, be in good hands. And. We'll keep you guys covered here too. And I, my guess is after the Super Bowl is over, teams, teams, there's some stuff that happens before the Super Bowl, but generally the Super Bowl is kind of a mark, a marking point of okay, now the floodgates are open for roster moves, for cuts, for trades. Reckless speculation just starts Reckless, like it's crazy. Exactly. The show will be on fire. So we've already had a ton of fun with reckless speculation in the last month or so since the Vikings were bounced, but uh, business is about to pick up even more <laughs> early next week. And going forward. So we are your home for off-season reckless Vikings speculation here on Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. We will see you tomorrow.